and welcome to Shorts, small thoughts, sound bites, and musings from the Other Than Motherhood podcast. Okay, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about regrets. Um, for those who have been listening to the podcast since the start or have gone back through the back catalogue, you'll know that my very first episode was an exploration into the idea that women might regret the decision to not have children in their lifetimes. There seems to be, and I've noticed this through recording multiple episodes as it's come up as a recurring theme, a real societal preoccupation with the idea that we may make these choices now and then come to regret it later when we no longer have that choice open to us. There's something almost, to me, kind of quite insidious about this notion because it doesn't always come from within this fear of regret. And I'm speaking very generally now, but a lot of it sometimes comes from the outside. It comes from people informing us of this as if we might not be aware that it's a decision that we might come to regret one day and they're doing us a solid favour by pointing it out. So I wanted to just go back over some of the things that I've learned over the last six months whilst recording this podcast and just kind of mull over them. This is really just a collection of my thoughts and observations. I do plan to do a follow-up short to this to expand on some of these ideas and perhaps look a bit more into the statistical background. But for now, I just wanted to kind of, I guess, collect myself in terms of the things that I've learned through the various women that I've spoken to and the time I've had to really kind of mull it over. So I think, or at least I hope I've been relatively upfront by saying that I'm pretty sure that I don't want children. Um, I haven't been sure my entire life, as I've alluded to many times, It was always something that I expected that I would do eventually, but never really felt any kind of emotional attachment to the idea. So when I say I'm sure I don't want children, I always add this caveat that I'm 90%, round about the 90% mark. To me, that 10% is negligible. Um, I really don't see it having any validity or value, but I leave it there because you just, sometimes, sometimes you just need a 10%, but whatever. So how, do I, so how do I put this now? Um, I think, or I think that I've observed something, at least in myself, um, that's been sort of articulated through some of the things that other women have said to me, is part of this notion of fear of regret, or fear, yeah, fear of regret rather than the idea of regret itself, just fearing the notion that we might regret something, comes in part I think by fear of menopause. Now, I've mentioned this several times on various episodes. One of my friends, Laura, who featured on the episode, oh, I'll check the title now. Um, she featured on the episode called Refusal to be Rushed, although we didn't talk about this concept directly on that episode. But she has um, commented to me a couple of times, we, as women, we experience two deaths. One of these deaths is the physical death, but the first death is the menopause. And the idea that we're no longer able to give life is a kind of death in and of itself. We're changing from one state to the other. And I think inherently our fear of this, or we've been 
and subconsciously taught to fear the menopause, not just because of what it represents in terms of giving life, but because of its connection to aging. Now, this is just purely my opinion, but prevention methodology, services, products, etc., for to prevent women from aging is a multi-billion dollar business. We are we are fed and sold this notion out of fear. We're taught to fear aging in many ways, more so than men. Um, and I think a lot of that is connected to this notion that once you reach menopause, you've reached a irreversible part of that aging process. Much of the language and the terminology around it is extremely unflattering, like day-old bread, drying up, etc. It's just unpleasant, and I think it gives us this inherent visceral fear of it. Um, one thing that I've loved recently in the media is seeing so many famous women come out and talk about their feelings towards aging and being far more open and honest about it recently. Um, whereas before we'd all kind of have to just pretend that um, it wasn't really happening as they got procedure after procedure after procedure. But recently, I mean, for example, Pamela Anderson attending uh, Fashion Week with no makeup on was just one of the most such an incredible thing to see. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow coming out in an interview and saying, I can't wait for my crone years. Anne Hathaway saying, I don't call this aging, I call this living, is just to me a feeling that we're starting to celebrate the process of aging a bit more. However, let's be under no illusion, we have a long, long way to go. But connecting this back to the idea of menopause, something really shifted for me when I read Wild Egg by Jennifer Flint, who was also on one of my podcast episodes. And she had a particular paragraph within her book that when I read it, it literally gave me chills in a good way. Um, and I'm going to read that section out now. I actually did read it out on the episode with Jennifer, but I really just want to do it again here in this soundbite because to me, it was just so powerful. Okay, so the excerpt was on the subject of menopause itself. It's one of the characters in the, in the book. Uh, her name is Meredith Greenway, and she's talking to Holly, the titular character. And um, she starts talking about the concept of menopause in metaphors. So I'll, I'll read the quote. This idea that in midlife, we begin to feel a pull towards a process of unbecoming, that our essential wild self begins to call out to us like a hag in the dark woods, beckoning us to meet her around a fire. I have come to believe that this is a metaphor for menopause, that the heat of our night sweats and hot flushes are like a purifying fire. They purge our bodies, burning away the surface gloss of pretty appearances and all the things we think we believe we should be in order to be loved and accepted and belong. And from the ashes, we have the chance to be reborn, to rise, phoenix-like and powerful, in the full, creative force of who we are. Oh, okay, so that was the quote. I, it goes on a bit further, um, but that was the most salient part that I wanted to read. And I just love that because that completely turned around my idea of like what menopause is. Um, taking it from a death to a rebirth just is, was such a simple way for me, at least reframing it in my mind. 
and the luxury and the pleasure that we have to be able to move through these stages of life as women, regardless of how society sees them. We have this chance to kind of control it as part of our own narrative and our own journey and decide what that means to us. So that was something that, like I said, really stuck out for me. Um, It's changed my view of things in many ways that I can't really describe, but I hope kind of comes through in, um, in the way that I've tried to or tried to explain it. So, so that was the first one. So just the fear of menopause being linked to almost a fear of kind of, of the death, fear of aging, etc. So now coming on to the idea of really questioning from a practical sense about regrets. I mean, when I spoke, when I spoke to my friend Nikki in the first episode, she was very clear that having children was just really not part of her life plan. She had never seen it to be as such, and she didn't ever feel that sort of urge or longing for it. Even after the fact now, she doesn't look back on it with any kind of longing or regret. But one thing that she did point out to me was that, conversely, she doesn't love the idea that the choice has been taken away from her, which I think is interesting, because I think that's probably true of many things in our life. And I will go on to say that in that episode... In that particular episode, I mentioned how I struggle sometimes to deal with the concept of choice. Um, I put it down to being a Libra, which I think is, to be honest, a bit of a cop-out. I think, I think it's partly to do with some of my OCD and anxiety, but choice can sometimes be a difficult thing for me to navigate. So I, I did say in that episode that I almost wish I didn't have the choice. And I regret saying that now because I think it was insensitive and it's just not true um having that choice and making that choice has actually been an empowering thing saying that putting that 10 percent aside for a second saying that i believe that i don't want children has actually come to really mean something to me um it's a it's an acknowledgement of i guess part of who i believe i am part of who i believe i've always been but not recognized it um, as such. So to me, you know, I'm, I am grateful that I have the choice. I know many people don't, and I don't want to belittle that by saying that, you know, I wish I was, I wish I didn't. So claiming that choice is something that has been definitely part of, of my journey in a good way. Um, so now the fear of regret. I think Having claimed the choice more, I do feel that I am less inclined to worry as much about regret, but I can't say that it's been completely eradicated. Now, the way in which I'm trying to think about it is that there's many things, many facets of who I am that are constant and that have always stayed the same and will always be the same. I am inclined to believe that my lack of desire for children will be one of them, but let's say for a second that it's not. What does that really mean? This is something that actually came up in the conversation that I had with Helen Thompson in the episode called Powering Up the Response. In that particular episode, we talked a lot around how to deal with the questions that people throw at you with regards to having children, particularly around why don't you want them? What if you regret it, etc. But one way that she framed it for me, which I found really helpful was, well, then this is, uh, I'm, not quite, I'm, I'm not quoting Helen verbatim here, but more or less what she said was that maybe I will regret it. 
but I have to be comfortable with that and think, what would that regret really mean? Is it something I can live with? Yes, it is. And that's actually really true because we all experience regret at some point in our lives. And how do we deal with it? We just, we find ways. Do I think that I'm going to end up like as an unrecognizable version of myself because I didn't have children? No, I don't believe that. And what would be the repercussions if I did feel some regret and some loneliness? There's a chance that from time to time, I might feel these pangs of regret, but they might not last. There's a chance maybe that I might feel lonely. What would I do? I'd do the same thing that I do right now when I feel lonely, which is reach out to family and friends, which I think a lot of us do. We can all experience loneliness, no matter how many people we have around us. No matter even if we have children or not, we can still feel that loneliness. Let's stop believing that loneliness is something that only comes to people who do not have children in their lives. So yeah, I think getting getting comfortable with the idea of regret and again, strips it away of some of its power or at least strips it away from some of its fear. And going back to that idea that maybe it's possible that I will experience the odd pang of regret that won't necessarily last, but just comes might just come sporadically or in a social situation or in a certain circumstance, much like many other aspects of regret do come to us around other facets of our lives. I keep going back to something that my friend Melissa said in the episode um, Even More Sure, which is that, and again, I'm going to quote her not verbatim now, but she said, sometimes when I hold a friend's baby in my arms, I do get these experiences and these feelings Um, but I know that in my examined life, having a child is not for me. And that to me was such a beautiful thing because she's so right. Just to continue to return to the examined life, to not let these feelings or emotions or fears kind of overwhelm us or force us down a path that we really know that we don't want to take. Reminding ourselves, returning to the examined lives, returning to the core concept of who we are and who we believe ourselves to be, as well as knowing our own selves and knowing what we want from life is, I think, the antidote to those feelings and those experiences. So that's my summary so far. I will just say one more thing, and I think I'll end on this, which is another quote that I read. Um, I've read this by multiple people, actually, so I'm not going to attribute it to any one person, but it's been noted and it's been said that that we might fully accept the idea that maybe we might regret not having children. But if right now in our lives we don't want them, then it would be a serious mistake to go against that feeling because the worst thing that can happen is to do the opposite and experience regret. And we know through studies and through people being more open about it that there are women out there who have experienced regret around having children when they perhaps felt they weren't ready it wasn't really for them but they went against those ideas because of spousal pressure family pressure societal expectations peer pressure just feeling like it was the thing to do etc so it's much better to go with your instinct and if you regret it then it's only your life that's impacted than to go against that instinct and do the opposite of what you feel you should do because then you run the risk of ruining more lives than your own so On that cheery note, I will end this episode. Like I said, this has just been a few musings from things that I've picked up through the course of recording these episodes and speaking to all these amazing women 
that I've chatted to around this subject and the things that I've learned on my own personal journey that I wanted to share. I will do a follow-up episode. I'm going to be doing more research into this topic around this fear of regret. So uh, with that, I will say goodbye and I will see you in the next episode. Um, This Saturday, we have Laura Cowell dropping back in to talk about her next book. And I am so excited to release this episode. So look forward to seeing you then. Bye.